Father, we thank you this morning. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for today's service. Thank you for what is already happening in our midst. Take all the glory, Daddy, in the name of Jesus. Hand over this mic unto you. Minister to us, and let none of us go back the same way we have come. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. See, I'm born to win. No matter what comes my way, I'll always win. Because I'm born a winner. Because I'm born a winner. I'm a born winner. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Say, put on all, put on the whole armor of God, that he may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. Put on, put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles, the wiles of the devil. Praise the Lord. Wiles, they are tricks. You have to put on all the armor of God. Put on the armor. When we talk about armor, what comes to your mind, the picture that comes to your mind, is gone, machine gone, and whatever. But that's what comes to our mind. But here the Bible is telling us, Paul was telling the Ephesians church, put on the put on all the, the whole armor of God, rather. Put on the whole armor of God. So that you'll be able to stand against the wires of the devil. So that you'll be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. Praise the Lord. The words of the devil, they are tricks. Tricks. The Bible makes us understand the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, 15. Jesus went to the cross and he rendered the devil powerless. He rendered the devil powerless. Praise the Lord. And then we begin to ask ourselves, what power does the devil have today? Does the devil still have power? People talk about the devil as very, very powerful. But here, the power of the devil is his tricks. And which tricks is he using? Lies. In the very beginning, in the Garden of Eden, the devil did not have power. What did he use against Adam and Eve? He used lies and he collected the whole power. 
he used lies to render the, to render man that was made in the image of God, clothed in God's glory. He rendered man powerless and took all the power. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today I want us to look at the tricks of the devil. People are still falling for his tricks. The same trick he used on Adam and Eve is the same trick he's still using today. And you'll be wondering if you fall for a trick, if you pass a road and there's a hole there, you pass through that road several times, you should be able with your eyes closed, you should be able to know where the hole is. With your eyes closed, because you, you have passed through that road over and over and over. So you should be able to, with your eyes closed, pass through that road without hitting your, your leg on the stone or without, without making any mistake. But the same tricks the devil uses on people, he repeats the tricks, they fall. He repeats it again, they fall. He repeats it again, they fall. We would have thought when he deceived Adam and Eve using that trick, he would not deceive us. But they still using the tricks on believers today. Praise the Lord. He still using, please listen to me. Because if you can be able to overcome the lies of the devil, you overcome it forever. Amen. If you can overcome the lies, of, if you can overcome it today, understand how he moves, how he works, then you overcome him. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to that he may be able to stand against the works of the devil, against his lies. We are going to look, we are not going to look at the armor of God today. That's a message to have that will preach to somebody else, or maybe something. We are going to look at the how the devil comes to light to us. How the how does the devil, I mean. What you have been using to, to lie to us and what you have been using to uh, put people under him. Amen. Praise the Lord. I wrote here, words are tricks or manipulations designed to deceive someone. The words of the devil are those clever schemes used by the devil to ensnare to, to people. The devil's power is his tricks. Is his lies. The devil's power is his lies. Words can be termed as strategies or strategies or evil traits. Scripture gives us insights into the enemy's tactics. Second Corinthians 2 11. Let's participate. Satan, least Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Are you sure you are not ignorant of his devices? He said, least Satan should take advantage of us. Is somebody there? Second Corinthians two eleven. Second Corinthians two eleven. 
least Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. But if you don't know his devices, you fall for it. Praise the Lord. Why are we falling for it? Because we don't know his devices. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at some of his uh, devices. Genesis 3, that's when he started. Genesis 3, 1. Let's look at it. Please pick up your Bibles. Let's look at it to, together. So that this time around, when he comes, you should be able to know that, hey, that's him coming. That's the devil. And you will not fall for it. You will not fall for his wives again in the name of Jesus. Uh, Genesis 3, 1. Now the serpent, the serpents, the serpent, sorry, was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Are you with me? Are you with me? And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, had God said, had God said, had God said. He's still using that trick. Had God says. It comes to challenge the word of God that you have received. The Bible says, the devil came after us because of the word. You just receive the prophecy, he comes to challenge it. You just receive the word, he comes to challenge it. He came to Eve. Because Eve was that type of person, perhaps, I don't know, that was, was never serious with God's word. He never went to Adam because he knew Adam would have discovered him. He went to Eve, had God said, are you sure you're healed? The word of God has come, or you're going to start buying your baby sins, and it comes to you. Hey, what if somebody sees you buying baby sins? And they ask you, they will think you're pregnant. They will think, they will think you're pregnant. But God says, you receive your baby. Receive your baby, and you say amen. And the next thing he comes to you, and the man of God, the man of God tells you, go and start buying your baby sins, and it comes to you. Hey, what if somebody sees you buying baby sins? What will they say? What if somebody sees you buying a uh, wedding gown? They will think, they will think, they will think. Praise the Lord. Please listen to me very well this morning. The same. That's what the devil has been using to, I mean, to uh, put people under him. In the book of Romans, he says, whom you obey, whom you obey, is your master. See what he told him. Did God say? Yea, had God said, ye shall not eat. He wants to change you. That was his plan. To change the word. If you are if you are not conversant with the word, you wouldn't know he has changed the word. I read this place several times. I never knew the devil was not quoting God verbatim. If you don't take time, you will not know. Praise the Lord. Had God said, Ye shall not eat of every three of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpents. The devil, the woman decided to, decided to do what? Listen. When you listen to the devil, number one, you have opened a door for him. 
when you listen to him, you open a door for him. Once he comes and you detect that he's the one, close the door first. Don't listen to him because he has come to steal, to kill, to destroy. We were somewhere yesterday. I came back from that place, I was not happy. Right in that place, I was forcing myself to be happy. My spirit was troubled. I couldn't eat. Not because I was not hungry. But because I was troubled, but last night, at a point, this the blessing told me, "Mommy, what's the matter?" I said, "Nothing." At a point, Daddy told me, "What's the matter? You're just hissing, hissing, hissing." Unconsciously, I was just hissing. Until in the night, I discovered why I was troubled. Praise the Lord. And let me say this morning, about three, four, was when I knew why I was troubled. If you have decided to follow God, follow God. Else, if somebody tells you, touch my feet, what are you doing? You are bowing to that person. Praise the Lord. You are doing what? Bow to the person. And that's exactly what they did there. But I didn't understand immediately. We are supposed to bow to who? God and God alone. When anybody tells you, either draw whatever. Come and touch my feet. You are doing what? <sighs> Praise the Lord. I don't want to take our sign. And he said, Did God say? And the woman said unto the, sap- the serpents, Why do you argue with the devil now? I'm sure you see that in your Bible. I'm the one saying that one now. We may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden. But of the, the fruits of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, "Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye eat, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die." And the serpent said unto the woman, "Ye shall not surely die." So whom should you believe, the serpent or the devil? And then he gave the woman the reason why God, like I said, once you notice His voice, shut the door. As you come and he will convince you. He's very good in convincing. He will convince you. Today, tell people you're under grace, you can live with your boyfriend. You're under grace, you can have sex before marriage. You're under grace. No! Paul even said it. Grace is not a door or an avenue to do those things. Yes, you make heaven. But then you have opened the door for the devil. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He will come and tell you. Shall we 
know your sins have been forgiven? Yes. The sin you want to commit has been forgiven? Yes. You go and commit it. You open the door for the devil to, to do whatever he wants to do. And then tomorrow you turn, God, are you there? God, I thought you loved me. He still loves you. He will never stop loving us. But who will feel the pain? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know you might not like what I'm saying. But that's the truth. Because God does not want you to go through that pain. So he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. What is a commandment? His word. The bed must not be defiled. Those are his commandments. It's our good. We will make heaven, yes, because the ticket I'm going to present at the, at the door, the gate of heaven, is Christ, my righteousness. But again, in this body, one will suffer because of we take steps we are not supposed to stay. But then, if you watch somebody that lives in sin, that person does not understand grace. Praise the Lord. Or if you watch somebody that, don't, that, that lives in sin and, and, and is born again, that person does not understand grace. Because grace makes you to stop sinning. Grace destroys the strength of sin. Praise the Lord. While the law strengthens sin. Grace does what? Destroys sin. So we understand grace it makes it removes the ability to sin from you without struggling not to sin. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did God say it started from the Garden of Eden? If you do this, you'll be like God. Wow. He just lies there because they were like God. The wise of the devil. The wise of the devil. The wise of the devil. His tricks that he has been using against the children of God. He used his tricks and then. But I can see that. I can see that pastor. That pastor that is living in adultery. But he's prospering now. He's prospering now. He just bought a church. He just did this. Do you like the way his name is being put on social media? No. Or you think he's happy that his name is on social media that is living that way? No. Because he will come and he will treat somebody to fall for him. And he's the one that will expose the person. Praise the Lord. Oh, I want to somebody that say, hey, come, get delivered. Get, get delivered, though. If you don't get delivered, the devil is the one using you. The devil will expose you. It's not God. God loves you. He will not expose you. Anybody that tells you God exposes is a lie. God covers us. But the devil does what? Exposes. So if you like, want to live in sin, you're on your own. I'm not here to preach sin. I'm here to tell you the tricks the devil uses to capture people. Put people in bondage. Put people in poverty. Put, keep people where they are not supposed to be. Praise the Lord. He comes, number one, he comes to challenge the word of God. God is his target in your life. Praise the Lord. God is his target in your life. When we say Jesus is Lord, it's in the paper and where we're. When we lift up our hands to worship, God is not happy. 
we have come into this kingdom, he's not happy. So what he knows he cannot bring us out. So he comes to challenge the word of God in our life so that we will not live that fullness of life that God has called us to live. But he has lied. I tell you today, the devil is a lie. He's a liar. Amen? The devil is a liar. He will continue to be a liar in our lives in the name of Jesus. I tell you, he will continue to fail. He will continue to fail in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't want to waste time. The second, the second is he comes to challenge your identity. Praise the Lord. He comes to do what? Challenge who you are in Christ. He comes to challenge your identity. He will come and tell you. And you say you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But see what you just said. All he wants to do is to put you under condemnation. See what you just did. See what you just did. Some three years ago, two years ago, I was saying something, and one pastor told me, one of our pastors that was there told me, no, mommy, the Holy Spirit comes to convict us of sin. It does not convict us of sin. The Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of sin so that they can realize. Listen to me. I want to make it clear today. The sin that will take everybody to hell is a sin of not accepting Christ. Did somebody hear me? The sin that will take you to hell is a sin of is a refusal to accept Jesus. So not a sin. It's not what you do. So the the, uh, the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world. Hey. See the life you're living, you need a savior. Praise the Lord. You need a savior. You need a savior. That's the only way out. It comes to so they accept Christ into their life. But for the believer, he comes to tell you, this is who you are. Uh-uh. This is who you are. You are deep in that sin. Amen. And he comes to tell you, have you forgotten you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Nobody will tell you what you are doing. He will not tell you that you already know. Praise the Lord. When I go for evangelism and somebody is smoking and maybe that, by the time I finish talking, see the person doing like this. They are offering their cigar. I'm not talking about cigar. They know what they are doing. Medically, they know. They will tell me, hey, I know this is what cigar. I know it's not good. I said, but I did not mention cigar. I didn't mention cigar. I came to tell you that Jesus loves you and you need him. You don't need to tell somebody the person sinning. They already know. They know what they are doing. Praise the Lord. Man has a conscience that lets them know what they are doing is wrong or right. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit comes to tell you, hey, this is who you are now. Ah, you're a king. You know now you're a king. By the time it tells you you're a king, you already know that. You yourself, you know, you're already behaving like a slave. Praise the Lord. No, he, he will not need to tell you that. By the time he tells you, you know you are right. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He doesn't need to tell you that the other one. You already know the other one. But he, came, he comes to tell you, hey, this is who you are. That's, he reminds us of who we are. Praise the Lord. So the devil comes after our identity. You say you're a believer. You say you're a child of God. But see the life because he's accuser. Amen. He comes to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the book of Luke, 
the temptation of Jesus, what happened? He came after the identity of Christ. Amen? In the, the very beginning, he came after the identity. Because of what he said. He said, if you do this, God does not want you to be like him. What's that? Identity. So he's after our identity. He comes with, you know, he wants, you know, he attacks our identity. In the temptation of Jesus, let's look at it, the book of Luke, chapter 10. Before we look at 10, I want us to look at um, Luke chapter 1. We are not going to read the story. It's a long story. We know that story, Luke chapter, the book of Luke 4. And most times the devil comes, it comes when man is in, 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 he came to Jesus when Jesus was very hungry. So he comes to you when he knows you need something. Or he comes to you when you know maybe there's an issue in your life. That's when he comes. He comes to you when he knows that there's an issue you're, you're asking God, you know, you're, you're praying about. It comes, that's when it comes to attack your identity. See what he told Jesus. And the devil taking him up, and Jesus said unto him, okay, let's start. And the devil said unto him, he was hungry. 40 days of fasting, he was hungry, and he said, he told him. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God. The devil knew that, that Jesus was the son of God. It's okay, if you are the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Jesus has the power to command the soul. We all, we all know that. But if Jesus has done that, then the devil, the scripture in the book of Romans that says, whoever you obey becomes your master. That's where he was targeting. That's where he was going. He wanted to put Jesus under him like he did Adam. That's what he was targeting. Jesus can do it. But Jesus refused to do it. Because he knows if he does that, the devil has only commanded him and he did what the devil commanded. Praise the Lord. We know all, all the temptations now. Let's go to number um, six. And the devil said unto him, all this power, okay, four, uh, five. And the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power shall I give thee and the glory of them. For that, for that is delivered unto me, which was true. And to whomsoever I will give. If thou therefore will worship me, all that, all that shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shall thou worship. Jesus, and Jesus handled all the temptations with words, with the word of God. It is written. I want to share a testimony that gave birth to this message. I woke up with this hand very painful 
That was Friday to Saturday. Serious pains on this hand. But I didn't tell anybody. But during devotion, I was trying to exercise this hand, do everything. But the pain was getting worse. So after I was kind of quiet, maybe my children did not notice I was kind of quiet. Because I was declaring, and I have the life of God in me, I was just saying it. And then, when I finished what I was doing, I went and I laid down. And I told myself, but Lord, you see by your stripes I am healed. So who should I believe? Is it the pain I'm feeling? Or your word that said by your stripes I'm healed? Actually, I had, I had a terrible dream that led to this hand, the pain on my hand. So I went again to under scripture and I said, and you said no weapon against me shall prosper. I said, that's what you said. And I asked myself again, so who should I believe? I said, I have to believe you, Lord. And I lifted my hand and said, Lord, I believe you. That by your stripes I'm healed. It doesn't matter what, I'm, what I feel on my hand. By your stripes I am healed. I declare that no weapon against me prospers. If you seek no weapon prospers, then weapons are not prosper on me. All this I was talking to myself. I was on the bed talking to myself. And then as I was talking, I was I continued, I was declaring the word of God on this hand. Lord, this is what you said. Lord, this is what you said. Lord, this is what you said. And as I was talking, the mercy, the pain, it's not as if we lingered. The pain left me there. See, let the pain left. I said, what? I did the hand of this. And I came out. I told Joy I had just had a miracle now. And Joy said, Mom, what is that? So I told her, I said, see what I woke up with and see what happened. Praise the Lord. And see what, I'm telling you, it left instantly. And you know me, like, maybe it left. But I started walking. I joined them to walk. Pick this one. Praise the Lord. If that hand was still there, I don't think I would have gone to where we went yesterday. It was painful. So he comes to attack the word of God. And when he comes to attack the word of God that we have received, stand by that word. Let's go back to Ephesians. Maybe we would have finished the temptation of Jesus. But let me tell you, let me say something about this one. Okay, nine. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. If thou be the Son of God. For it is written, the devil was quoting it. The devil here was saying it is written. He shall give his angels charge over thee. To keep thee. Psalm 91, did he not say that? He said that. But that is when the devil comes. Not when you yourself deliberately do something. Praise the Lord. Like that man that, that um, entered inside uh, that uh, lion's uh, day and got eaten up. If they had thrown that man or something, hey, but this one. Praise the Lord. 
There's something I wanted to bring out here now. Because if, if, if um, in that verse 8, that Jesus answered and said unto get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou worship. Uh, I wrote something here this morning when I was trying to prepare this message. That if Jesus has what has fallen into that temptation, God forbid, then there would have been no cross. He was trying to give Jesus a shorter way to gain in the whole world. Amen. The devil was trying to show Jesus a shorter way to gain in the whole world. And if Jesus has that that shorter way would not have included would not have include, um, included the cross. And we needed the cross. The cross was God's plan. Because in the cross, the stripes were there. In the cross, the cross was taken away. Praise the Lord. If Jesus, the devil wanted to tell Jesus, hey, you can gain the whole world without going through the cross. Amen. So many people, every temptation, look at the temptation of Jesus here. Abraham tried to get a child the shorter way. We know what happened. So many people have done that. It's okay, I can have a child without getting married. At least I'll have a child. I know a sister like that. God did not say you should have a child outside marriage. But some people say, look at my age. Ah, I beg. Let me get somebody and get, and get pregnant. At least let me have a child. Believers do that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The devil wanted to bring a shorter way. He said, if you do this, I hand over the whole world. The world, the whole world, the power I collected, I will hand over to you. But then, it was not the plan of God for that power to be returned back to him that way. Praise the Lord. The plan of God was that power, God would take power legally. Not shortcut, not using shortcuts. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But you must understand the word of God so that you don't go through the short way. So that you don't go through your own way. He said there's a way that seemeth right unto men. Proverbs said it. But the end is death. The end is shame. There are people that want money by all means. A young guy tried to use the mother for rituals. Thank God. As he was about doing that, he was, got, he, he was caught. He has tried removing the eyes. You can see the injuries on the woman's eyes. People want to get rich, the shortcuts. Who suggested it? The devil. Praise the Lord. The words of the devil. We know the ways. If you're a believer, if you're a believer, this is our manual. We know how to go about things through this book. Praise the Lord. We know how to go th to go about things the right the right way. So when the devil comes to suggest you can go and ah, money is money, you can go through it, you can have do a uh, money rituals. You should know that's not God's way. You should know that is one of His wiles. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because even right inside the church of Jesus Christ, believers are still perhaps because they don't know. 
perhaps because they don't know. So they are still going through shortcuts. People have gone through that shortcut and they ended with the other religion. He said, don't equally yoke. Don't equally yoke. Why do you think you can befriend an unbeliever and not get married to him? What's the sense of dating? You date because you want to get married. You don't date because of, because of pleasure. Praise the Lord. Oh, I don't know why I'm talking to us like this. Because the devil has been using it to cheat believers. We don't fulfill our purpose by cutting short. By, I hadn't call that in now. You cut short, Abiel. Shortcut, Abiel. Praise the Lord. You don't fulfill purpose by doing that. We fulfill purpose by going through it God's way. Because the blessings of the, of the Lord, they do what? They make it rich, they don't add sorrow. So we go through it God's way. Amen. It comes to challenge our, it challenges Jesus' identity by saying, if you're a believer, if you are the son of God, of course I'm a believer. If you are the right, oh, you say you are, of course I am. Praise the Lord. And that is why you must not allow this book of the law to do what? Let's finish it now. Day and night. Every day, every day, go through this word. So that when the devil comes to see from you, you want you you will know. Praise the Lord. Because he will never put right. I know of one of our sisters here. God brought her to this ministry, she was not doing anything. And then suddenly, God opened a big door for her. And this, and God so favored her, the business was going, she was, she was seeing money. And then all of a sudden she said, God said she should not work again. As I'm talking now, she's suffering. Oh, that's not God. And I told her, I said, God said she should not work. But we pray to God now to give you this work. The same God will say she should not work again. God said she should do what? He said, God said she should do evangelism. That she used to say, God said she should be evangelist. Okay. I said, do you know that God speaks and the devil speaks? She was looking at me on that spot. I said, God speaks, the devil speaks. But you must be conversant with this word to be able to, to detect when the devil is talking. I almost told her, okay, let's pray about it. But she will tell me, no, she's, oh my God. As I'm talking now, if you see what she's going through, stop working. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You must study your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, so that when the devil comes, you'll be able to detect when he's lying. And that one is, um, he twists the scriptures. Twist scriptures. He will never say it right. But if you don't take time, you will not know. And that is why you must study, study the word. Okay, you want to leave studying to uh, Pastor Selonabi? Read your Bible every day. Read your Bible. You don't know when that word will come up. 
The brain is like the computer. The mind is like the computer. It is what you put in that comes out. You must say, you must read. I don't think in this church we emphasize memorizing of scriptures. Learn to memorize scriptures. Learn to memorize scriptures. You are not wasting time. You are not wasting your time. It will come up. Sometimes it is in your dream. It comes to tell you I'll kill you. You say, no, you can't kill me. You don't kill a dead man. You tell you can't kill me now. See me, you want to kill me. And you will look and say, this one knows what he's saying. You will walk away. I'm going to do this. Say, no, you can't do it. It's not possible. And he will look at you. Ah, what you give this one liver? It is the word of God that gives us a liver. Praise the Lord. But if you don't know this word, I told myself, you can tight your time. You can tight every day of your of every day. You can tight it. One text, give it to God. It's not too much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One tenth, that is um, one and a, one, one and what? One tenth of 24 hours is what? 24 minutes. Two hours. Is that? Will not help me now. 40 minutes. Is it too much to give to God every day? No, you can share it. You can share it by the time you get to one month. Two months of doing that, three months, you will never remain the same. You will never. The Bible said we are uh, we are born of the world. We are born of the world. Our life is the life of the world. Our victory is in the world. Our reign is in the world. Our everything, our success is in the world. So if you give two hours, 40 minutes to the world every day, you can divide it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the night, you can divide the shades. You cannot have two hours, 40 minutes as a stretch. I tell you, after one month, you yourself will not remain the same. People will see a significant change in you. Your dreams will change. The way you talk will change. So many things about you will change. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when it comes to twist those pictures and tell you this and that and that, you already know. You do what? You laugh. And tell him, I refuse to open this door for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look for 10. I think we have done that. Luke 14. We read that where he told Jesus he will give his angels charge over you. And we know he was quoting Psalm 91, verse 11. But if we look at it, look at what he was saying, and go to Psalm 91, verse 11 to 12, you'll see that he twisted that seed. Take your time, you can write it down. Take your time, read it. Luke 4, verse 10 to 11. And Psalm 91, 11 to 12. Take your time when you get home. Look at it very well. If you don't take time, you will not know. You will not know he twisted that, that scripture. He was not, he, he was not even ready to quote it right. He was quoting it to suit what he wanted. Praise the Lord. He comes to twist the scriptures. Then finally, he will always come with an authority. The devil will always present you with an alternative. 
God's plan does not have eternity. Because God's word is yea. Praise the Lord. God's word is yea and amen. If there was an alternative, Jesus asked for the Father for an alternative. I know the Father is saying. At the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, Father, you can take this cup away and give me a better, maybe something else. He said, but let your will be done. Abraham brought an alternative and God told him, Abraham was already thinking about an alternative before Ishmael, before the birth of Ishmael. Abraham told, God came to him. He knew what Abraham was thinking and he told Abraham, walk before me and be blameless. And Abraham did not look. He said, walk before me and be blameless. And before God could talk, he told Abraham, before God could talk, he told God, Hey, Eliezer will be my will be my son now. He will be my heir. He will give me that son you're talking about. And God told him. Because God knew what Abraham was thinking. The word of God does not have alternative. Praise the Lord. God's plan does not have alternative. Else he would have given Jesus an alternative. Before you were born, he told he told um, Jeremiah before you were born. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I know you. Before the foundations of the earth, this is what I already planned for you. I can't change it because it's the best, it's the best for us. God cannot remove, leave the best because one is going through one thing or the other. No. The best is there for you and the best is. He will tell you how to come out of that place and enter into his purpose. But he will not change his purpose. Praise the Lord. So the, the devil has a way of presenting alternative. God told me for the first time, I've never seen that kind of a thing has, it should have happened to people. This lady, the Lord told me, the husband though, is in your hand. It was a revelation I entered the church and a very old man of God was facing the altar like this. He was praying, I entered and I sat down, waiting for him to finish. And when he turned, he called, he, as he turned, he called as his sister's name and he told him, the husband is in your hand. That sister, today will tell you, pastor, look me like this, I'm going. She will go, after one year, she will come back. Smarty, ah, this person do then we're not, we're just fellowship. This one do like this, I am going. She left about four times and she came back. So the fourth time she left and came back, I told her, I'm not supposed to tell, share this revelation with you. Stay here. Let go use me. You want to marry Abby? Let go use me. Because this sister, my first encounter with her, was through a friend I met somewhere, that woman stays in the Queen Mountain, and she came to Lagos. We got to know, she liked me, and I told her anytime you come to Lagos, you can, I have a place you can stay. So each time she comes to Lagos, she stays in my house. And then on this little morning, I was mopping the, the house, the children have gone to school, I was mopping, and that sister came to see that sister, that prophetess that sits in the Queen Mountain. And because this woman does not stay in Lagos, she now called me and said, 
when we joined, come and what is producing sister to you know you know I don't stay in Lagos. So I left my mom and I came. Immediately as I as I just stood, as she was talking, God just opened my eyes. Ah. And she said, This is this and this. I said, okay. And I turned to the sister. If you're already talking about marriage, I thought to the sister, I said, ah, I see that you want to wear though. I can only see you and not see uh, the guy. I see with wedding gown and not see man. You know, that was my first encounter with her. And do you know what she did? Not knowing there was somebody coming from abroad and all that that wanted to marry her. And that was what they were discussing. I was not there. Do you know what she did? This lady cried and disturbed the whole compound. She cried. Hey, she cried. I said, good. Hey, good. I said, I'm going quiet. When she was going, she did even... And I look at her, the Lord told me, tell her this, that between now and this time, somebody is coming that will tell her, me and no one date, the marriage I want. And I said this and I left her. And she cried, she was going, she did that size, whatever. Her. She went. Then one day, I went for evangelism. They said, somebody look for you. From Mafluko, she came four times. She was not meeting me. Maybe that was her punishment. She will not meet me. Me, early in the morning, the children go to school, I go for evangelism. Come back in the night. On this particular day, she told them, she's coming to so they please, I should wait for her. And I waited, and she came. And she, it's like I told her, between now and this will happen, and it happened like that. And she came. This somebody that cried, left my hands, did not even look at my side. That was how my journey with her started. Praise the Lord. What am I trying to say? He will bring an alternative. So eventually, she look at this matter. Oh. Oh God, help me. When we are preaching, sometimes we use some cases to share testimony. To, to talk to people. She went into a relationship and I look at that relationship and say, Mommy, pray. I look at it and say, he say, no. Because it's somebody's husband. He said, I know that's what you will say. I know that, she said to correct me, I know that is what you will say. The devil will always bring what? An alternative. If God has brought you to somebody, listen. Listen, listen to the person. As long as the person is not telling something outside the word of God. I say, no, I don't need to pray. That's somebody's husband. I she say, yes, I know that's what you will say, but that's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And then one day, do you know what happened one day? Please God. I wasn't happy because I, but I left it. I said, okay, that's what you want. And then one day, she wanted to send a message to somebody and she sent a message to the guy. Because a message that was meant for another man, she sent it to this man. So this is who you are. She ran to me. I said, I told you, it's somebody's husband. Leave this man. Praise the Lord. But that's not where I'm going. Where I'm going this morning is that they will always be what? An alternative. Today she has a child, no husband. And what did she tell me? She said, hey, now, nah, I not see husband. You saw opportunities of husband, opportunities of husband. But you tell me, no, this is not what you want. 
I told her, if God brought you my way, allow God to use me. And she walked and said, no, this is what I want. Today, she has a child, she no husband. Is that the will of God? No. The devil will always come with what? An alternative. That at the end of the at the end of the day, you sleep in the house with your daughter, no husband. It's that's not a fulfilled life. Because the Bible says, uh, God says, it's not good for the man to be alone. It's not good for the woman to be alone. God created them, man and woman. Go and ask them that have children, that have single mothers. Ask them, they are not happy. But if they follow God's will for their life, they'll be happy. Alternative, he will always bring it. He wanted to bring an alternative to Jesus. That alternative was to bypass the cross. Praise the Lord. Where would, my, where would my healing have come from? Where would long life have come from? Where would riches and wealth come from? Oh, it came from the cross. But he wanted very trickish. Praise the Lord. Whenever he brings an alternative, he does not want you to fulfill your purpose on earth. Praise the Lord. Like I said, I don't know. It's because of what happened to me. And I say, wow. The devil comes to lie. He was already telling me twice something has happened to me. And this side of my, of my face was doing like this. And as he was doing, since morning, they think, from morning before devotion, the thing started. Through devotion, it was doing like this. After devotion, and I say, what's this? I just say, ah, what's this? He wanted to suggest. He wanted, he's waiting to suggest. Or for you to say, maybe it's this. So that you will stamp it, and the stupidity will not manifest. Immediately he wanted to suggest, the Lord told me, even things have taken it away. I said, wow. In the bathroom, he said, even this one, I've taken it away. I said, wow, in the bathroom, I shouted. I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you, you took this away. Do you know instantly the thing left? There's no infirmity that has not, was not recorded at the cross. There is no sickness that was, was not recorded at the cross. Whatever name you want to call it. Praise the Lord. Whatever name you want to call it. So I will tell you, cancer is the most deadliest. Doctor, is it true? They will tell you, cancer is the most deadliest. But even cancer was taken away at the cross. So Jesus, so the devil wanted to bypass by the cross. Without the cross, what would we have done? People like us wanted to give him a shorter way to gain in the whole world. And then the whole world will be plagued with sickness. Today we will not have, if somebody is sick, you don't know what to do. Today if I'm sick, I know what to do. Because even that sickness has been taken away. Praise the Lord. So there's nothing I'm going through that was not, that, was, that Jesus has not taken care of. There's nothing. Is it finance? There's nothing he has not taken care of. I need to do, locate this word and throw it is written to the devil. Praise the Lord. 
I'm through with my message this morning. But I want to take down the scriptures. Um, hmm, salvation without the cross. I can't just imagine it. First Timothy 6, 3, 5. Oh, my Lord, read it. Go home and read it. If you want to know what is there. First Peter 4, 15. First Timothy 1, 9 to 10. Go and read it. All he wants us to do is to obey God. So that he can gain, come in and do whatever he wants to do. But I pray for every one of us here this morning. In, in any, if there's any area we have, and our young people, please, you don't need an unbeliever as your very good friend. Because if you don't take time, he will draw you the other way. I know two people that were Christians that are married, married to unbelievers today. How did it happen? Maybe somebody has told them, they'll say, hey, I will bring him to, to, to the Lord. But they now they took people and that person. Please, I talk to our young people. If you have a friend, the year is ending. Make up your mind from next year. Let the friendship not be too close. If you have the other religion as your best friend, ah, and your friendship has been there one year, two years, eh? you've not been able to bring him to Christ, let the friendship shift small. Don't hate them. Pray for them. But your best friend cannot be an unbeliever. Praise the Lord. And I pray today in any area, the devil, whatever strategy, strategy, strategy. It was a day I heard that prayer. The devil said every strategy the devil has been using against us will no longer work. It was a prayer ahead. I just hate that prayer that every strategy, because if you look at the strategy, it has not changed. But they have been working. They say I've been working some because throw that strategy. He catch. But this time around, he will not succeed. He will not succeed. He will not succeed in the name of Jesus. Every strategy the devil has been using, has been using against you, against me, will no longer work in the name of Jesus. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet, open your mouth and begin to pray that prayer. And say, Lord, every strategy, every lie, every trick you have been using against me will no longer work. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. If you love, if you want to move forward in life, the devil does not want you to move forward. If you must move forward, then you will not fall for his, for his tricks. Open your mouth and pray that prayer for yourself. That every strategy, every lie you have been using against you, from his thought, it will not work. It will not work. It will not work. Do you love yourself? Why don't you open your mouth and pray that prayer? It will not work in the name of Jesus. Every lie the devil has been using against me. It will not work in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. He comes to tell you that something bad will happen to you. Tell him something good. I'm already clothed with God. What cannot happen to God cannot happen to me. Amen. You throw it to him and say, what cannot happen to God cannot happen to me. So that bad thing cannot happen to me. You throw it back to him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You are going to open your mouth and pray. And say, Lord, I thank you because I am deserving your love. I am deserving your love. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Say, I am deserving God's love. I want to be an egg. 
God has blessed an edge around us. He has blessed an edge around us. Open your mouth and begin to thank Him. I say, Lord, I thank you because you have dissolved me in your love. You have dissolved me in your love. You have dissolved me in your love. No weapon against me shall prosper. No lie of the devil against me will prosper. In the name of Jesus, the lie of the devil against me will not prosper. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Do you know some people they will tell them, don't bother. If you don't go to church, let's just be watching the online service. Online service, let me tell you today, I was meditating. It's a trick of the devil. Because online service negates the word of God. He said, don't forsake the gathering of brethren. In online service, we gather. Anything that goes against the word of God is a trick of the devil. So that everybody will be on their own. You'll be on your bed doing service you sleep. But when you come to the house of God, we are all alas. Amen. Your sleeping usher will tap you. Praise the Lord. Open your mouth and pray again. Every area the devil has been cheating me. From today, it will no longer work. In the name of Jesus, he tells you don't bother. But don't end this Sunday. Don't go to church. Just listen to all your TV and watch. Begin to pray. That is a trick of the devil. That's a trick of the devil. Open your mouth and pray. Every trick you have been using that has been working, it will no longer walk in the name of Jesus it will no longer walk in the name of Jesus it will no longer walk in the name of Jesus that chief will not walk in the name of Jesus and Jesus mighty name we pray praise the Lord that is why some and for those of you that come late to service you don't know what you're losing am I supposed to be losing or gaining I was also gay. My life is I gain every day. I don't lose. Can't come here by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Praise the Lord. All those are the words of the devil that you stay at home until service is ending. You start coming to church. That's the words of the devil. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, am I too hard today? No, it's because I love you. Amen. It's because I love you. Finally. Father, we thank you. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. How can people that are surrounded, we are surrounded with so much. Amen. We are surrounded with so much. With so much open doors. We are surrounded with so much open doors. We are surrounded with so much good. We are surrounded with words and riches. We are surrounded with so much favors. Pray this prayer. Everything that has not allowed so much wealth that is around me to begin to manifest. Every trick. From today, it will no longer work. I want to repeat that prayer. Oh, Jesus. I want to repeat that prayer. I pray God opens your eyes. God will open your eyes. Go see so much here. And then the devil makes you to turn like this and go somewhere else. He does that every day. When he wants to talk to you, you pick up your Bible, the next thing. Oh, you drop it. You drop it. Not knowing he wanted to talk to you. That's why he touched your heart to pick that Bible. He wants to say something to you. You're going to open your mouth and pray. And say, Lord, every trick. 
every trick that the devil has been using against me from today, it will no longer work. We are still praying the same prayer. We are praying the same prayer. There's somebody here, you pray that prayer very well. I tell you, you're coming back with testimony. Pray that prayer very well and say, hey, you have cheated me enough. You will not cheat me anymore. You can't cheat me anymore. Anyhow you want to pray that prayer, open your mouth and begin to pray. And see every truth the devil has been using against me will no longer walk. Will no longer walk. Will no longer walk. Hey, there's somebody here. You're not too happy with your husband. There's somebody here. You're not too happy with him. You're not too happy with him. You're not too happy with him. If you cannot handle it, come, let's talk. But I want you to let go so that where he is, where he is, he's not here so that things will go well for him. Praise the Lord. There's somebody here, that's the trick of the devil. Father, I want to say thank you. I thank you because every lie the devil has been using against us from today, it will no longer work in the name of Jesus. He succeeded in Genesis, but when he got to Jesus, he didn't succeed. And because he didn't succeed in Jesus, he will no longer succeed with us. The devil will no longer succeed with us in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, saints of days. We bless and worship you. Blessed be your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Consistent was the first paragraph and the title. 
<laughs> and it was a beautiful teaching. Praise the Lord. So I decided I was going to finish it up for him. Praise the Lord. So we're still talking about the fate of the just. I hope you're with your Bible. So very quickly, I'm going to ask a few questions. Um, praise the Lord. Are we together? It's going to be a very short class. So if a crippled person walks in here, oh no, a crippled person cannot walk. If a crippled person is brought in here and he came here and he says um, he has heard so much about the God of the White House, I'm sure everybody's going to shout, woo, and that he believes that God is going to restore his legs and that he's going to walk again. Everybody's going to be like, glory to God. And then, and we're like, okay, so um, do you believe that God can make this man walk again? You will see everybody will scream, glory, <laughs> glory. You know why they are screaming? It's for mommy and daddy. Daddy and mommy will figure it out, Pastor Loretta. They will figure out how they are going to make that man walk. It's nobody, it's not their business. They are just here for the glory. And then when I now say, if you believe you can make that man walk again, you will see how quiet this place is going to be. Everybody's going to go. And then everybody will be looking at them and say, me, me, me. Praise the Lord. So it's not like you don't believe that that man will not walk. You're just not sure God will do that miracle through you. So, I think our problem is not faith. Our problem is doubt. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you why I said so. Praise the Lord. There was one time mommy went to Wolfie, um, uh, Winner's Bible School. And she always shared that testimony that her first class was, who knows? New creation realities. That was her first class. That was the topic in her first class. And she said if that was the only class she went for, it was worth it. Praise the Lord. And then she came home and told us something happened on her way back. Now this was when she was so rich to even enter bus from Rajoba. Mom is Rajoba, Rajoba. Down to Ebeda and then we lived inside inside the bed. So she was trekking. And she said as she was coming, she saw people gathered and in the middle of the gathering there was a woman who was having seizures and her husband was holding her and she was shaking and before you know what's happening her eyes you know how we her eyes turned white. It means the I know I'm sounding like a layman. The black one went inside and then the white one was showing. So you know that this person has. 
she said the boldness with which she went and she did not even say I'm a doctor, I'm a shekinikon. Even a doctor would gauge the situation before saying he's a doctor. So she just went to the center of the crowd, picked that woman up and started screaming Jesus into her. And that woman came back to life. And like an angel, she walked away. Nobody collected her number. I'm sure the man did not even know what happened. I'm sure wherever they are now, they'll be sharing that testimony how his wife almost died and God sent somebody. I'm going somewhere. I don't think a few weeks before that, mommy would have been able to do that. Something made her faith go to that woman and scream the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So, we are spirits. We live in a body. We have souls. Praise the Lord. So, it's very important to know who you are, where you're coming from. So you know what you're doing here. Like I said, you're a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body. So it means that you are not your flesh. Abby, we need to agree on that. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? That by the time we start talking about faith, you hear a lot of people say things like, but we are only human. So I'm trying to kill that sacred cow now so we can move on. Praise the Lord. We are not only human. You see, we say that when we try to give excuses for our shortcomings. The Bible says that a righteous man will fall several times, but he will stand up. So because you fell, did not make you not righteous. It didn't make you unsaint. So you are the righteous. You are a spirit. The Bible says that he that is born of the flesh is flesh. He that is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. So we need to establish that you are a spirit. Praise the Lord. So you are not your body. The thing is that you need to give yourself time. Give yourself time. Give yourself time for your mind to be renewed. Now that's where I'm going to. We're still talking about the faith of the just. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It was an amazing class last week. But I'm going to start from here. I'm in page 98. The first paragraph there says, most Christians believe they do not have enough faith. But the Bible says God has dealt to us the measure of faith, Romans 12 verse 3. And this represents quantity. Praise the Lord. So you are not going to be like, mommy has more faith than me. Ah, we we'll pray now, pastors have more faith. No, that's why they are our pastors. They have more faith. Maybe God gave them faith in drums and gave you faith. Gave one person faith in a spoon. Gave another person faith in a plate, a cup. I don't know. This has established the fact that we all have the same, same quantity of faith. Praise the Lord. So, mommy that picked up that woman and screamed Jesus and she came back to life. 
Are you? Please don't take offense. I love you, the love of God. And you that is taking Panadol for small headache, you have the same measure of. It's fine. I like your face. Keep it up. Praise the Lord. Let me go to the next line. Paul said he lives by the faith of the Son of God. This represents quality. Now, if you say, okay, all of us, we have the same amount of faith, but some faith is active. Some is sleeping. Like uh, Pamoed in cold weather. Some is very... Paul is saying, we live by the faith of the Son of God. Galatians 2 verse 20. That talks about the quality of your faith. So we all have the same quality of faith. Praise the Lord. So we have established three facts. What's the first one? No, that's not the first one. What's the first thing that we established this morning? What spirits? Beautiful. What's the second thing that we established this morning? I was talking about drum, bucket, spoon, cup. We have the same measure of faith, the same quantity. What's the third one? We have the same quality of faith. So now we have established that. So we are spirit beings, but we live in a physical world. Our currency of transaction is faith. Just the way our currency of transaction here is money. Money is not only in notes. You can have money in um, in Bitcoin. You have money in you know. We have different modes of transaction. In the spirit, our mode of transaction is faith. Now, Ephesians one verse three says that He has blessed us with all. Let's go there. Ephesians three one verse three. I've heard a few people say that. Let me read it. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with some spiritual blessings, with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, because God is a spirit, God cannot come and give you blessing as um, 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 something tangible he gives you in the spirit are you following so he gives you the blessing in the spirit faith is our currency to bring that blessing here into the physical praise the lord praise the lord and the bible says in first corinthians 2 verse 16 let me quickly go there. I want to be sure. For who? Mm, wrong. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? that we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. So some things have been given. Ephesians 1.3 
things, lessons have been given. The Holy Spirit helps us know these things. Faith helps us bring it to reality. Praise the Lord. So we're still talking about the faith of the just. Now, um, do you remember the story of the man who had a son that was demon-possessed? And he went to the disciples and they tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and they couldn't cast him out. Who remembers that story? Let's go there. Matthew 17. Matthew 17. So I'm going to summarize the story. It starts from 14. Now this man came, his son was demon possessed. And when this demon started, it would throw the boy inside fire, throw him inside water. You know, it was really terrible and fierce. And the, the, the disciples had tried to cast the demon out, but they couldn't. And so the man came to Jesus and was like, let me read it. Master, ah, I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. See Jesus' response. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. Praise the Lord. Now, they couldn't cast out the devils, but they tried. You know why they tried? Because somewhere in Luke, God had, Jesus had called them and sent them two by two and gave them power. You remember that scripture? He says, I give you authority. Now go. You know, go and preach the gospel and take authority. Give them power. Cast out devils. Heal the sick. He gave them power and sent them. There were 70. Two, two, he sent them. Praise the Lord. And the Bible tells us that they came back and said they were healing the sick and they were raising the dead. And Jesus said, yes, I know. I saw the devil fall like lightning. You remember? So that's why they had the confidence to try to cast out this one. But I don't think the way this one was manifesting, they had seen this type of manifestation. So it's like they, their heart did jiggy jiggy small. And so Jesus was like, okay, bring the boy to me. And Jesus casted out the devil. Later, they went to Jesus and they were like, Master, how far? Why were we not able? He said, it's your own belief now. Your own belief. Let's go there. Verse 20. Much, you know. Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Praise the Lord. Now, it's possible that maybe two things happened. They had forgotten that Jesus gave them authority. Either they had forgotten that Jesus gave them authority, or they just got scared and said, this one is, is bigger than them. 
You know, later Jesus told them, how be it? This type goes away with fasting and prayer. Jesus was not trying to say the power comes from fasting and prayer. He was trying to say, it's from the place of fellowship. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Now, Jesus gave another parable. I want to relate the two of them so we can see that when I'm talking about the faith of the just, I'm not trying to tell you you have to have faith before you can see things change. No. I already told you that you have the same measure of faith that Pastor Chris, Reverend um, Bishop Oyedipo has. You have the same measure of faith. You have the same quality of faith. I'm trying to let you see the difference between you and them. There's a difference. The Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing the word. Hearing by the word. Now that it says yes. Faith comes by hearing. Now it says if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. It's trying to tell us the elasticity of your faith. How far your faith can go. Because that grain of a mustard seed becomes a tree. Becomes a very big tree. It grows in stages. That's how your faith grows. Praise the Lord. But faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? Because that's the same way fear comes. That's the same way doubt comes. Unbelief comes. Same way. Praise the Lord. One more parable. I'm looking at the time. Matthew 13. So here, Jesus is giving the parable of the sower. There are four categories. He says, one, the parable, the sower just threw the seeds and it went by the wayside. And birds came and picked them up. The second one, some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. Praise the Lord. Are we together? This is one of my favorite parables, please. So just follow me. He says, the seeds sprang up fast because there was no depth. The seeds sprang up fast. And then the sun now came up. But because there was no depth, that seed that sprang up fast dried up. Praise the Lord. Second category. Third category. Some fell among thorns. The thorns sprung up and choked them. Then the fourth one, some fell among good ground and brought forth fruits, a hundred, sixty, and thirtyfold. Praise the Lord. Jesus now explains the parable. I really don't know why Jesus didn't explain all these parables. I'm so glad he explains this one. Praise the Lord. Okay, so he explains it in, from verse 18. He says, that first one, there are people that come to church and they don't understand anything the pastor said. Sometimes it's not the fault of the pastor. It's probably them. They were distracted. They didn't, oh, they didn't understand anything. How was service today? Wonderful. What did you learn? It was so awesome. It was fantastic. Nothing. They don't understand anything that happened. You see those ones saying, the word was sown. They didn't even recognize it. So the devil comes and steals it. Because the Bible says that 
the word of God is the substance that can give you your inheritance. So the devil would not want you to have the word. Praise the Lord. So that's the first category. Second category, there are people, you know, when the Bible talks about the earth, the soil, when you're reading your Bible and it talks about soil, earth, it's talking about the mind. So this one, there was a little earth, but on down there was full of stones. So there are the people that come to church, they don't take time to, you know, dig up, let the word of God do the work in their hearts. Some of them are leaders. So they come to church, they hear the word, they jump, they scream. For some of them, if it's a word of healing, they receive healing instantly. It springs up. But then the Bible says that the enemy came because of the word. And because there was no depth, they crumble. Praise the Lord. So because your pastor said, that thing used to happen to me when I was a student. Your pastor says, I'll never be broke in my life. You see everybody be screaming, I'll never be broke in my life. In fact, that message where Pastor Chris said, I'll never be broke in my life, it has gone viral a couple of times. People just put it on their TikTok and they be screaming, I'll never be broke in their life. They don't know why. They don't understand the revelation behind I'll never be broke in my life. So you see them, they scream, I'll never be broke in my life. But then something comes against your finances and you shake because there was no depth to that word. Praise the Lord. Third category. These ones, they receive the word of God. Hmm. But the way they are receiving, you see, they are one leg inside God, second leg is in the world. So they, they, they are the kind of Christians that are very carnal. So when I talk about the carnal Christian, I'm not talking talk about sin. They are so fleshy, they are led by their senses. You know, they are... Oh, I have a headache. If you don't have a headache in the name of Jesus. I say I have a headache, I be one easy your headache. They are so led by their senses. That's one. They're so led by their senses that they don't, they don't allow the word of God. So the Bible says that those thorns comes and chokes up. Those thorns are the cares of this world. They say, they say the economy, my sister was talking about it now. Uh, Naira to which currency? 700 Naira. I wanted to scream. I wanted to scream. So by the time you open your ears to those things, they come and they choke the word of God. They suffocate the word of God in your heart. That way you cannot produce a hundredfold. You cannot produce that. You can't even produce things. Huh? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now the final category are those that hear the word. They understand the word. The word of God has depth in their heart. So like I always tell people, don't go to church to mark attendance. Take your life as a project. Watch your life grow. Be sure that you are moving. You are actually making progress. And the word of God is what gives you that progress. Because we already established it. You are a what? You are a spirit. 
you play by a different set of rules. The earlier you understand that, the better. Whenever, oh, I remember 300 level. Man, my chow war there. That's what we call it. Chow. I chow word. <laughs> but when I wrote the exam, the exam chow me. <laughs> first attempt. This is the first time you met food that I will fail. I don't fail. I wrote work in SS2, beginning of SS2. I passed. I cleared my papers. I don't fail. Do you understand? So this was a very, very unusual feeling. And this was the year I was committed the most. Where my pastor will come and preach, you have success, free me. I'm a success. Oh my Do you know that it was my self members that went to check my results? After I had taught them about success through the word, they are the ones that checked my results. But then, like I said, the devil comes to fight the word. So whenever you have challenges like that, just know it's not you. It's the word of God that you have received. Praise the Lord. So God has said so much about you. God has said so much about you. Don't be like the man that looks at the mirror and as he steps out, he forgets. And they're like, ah, Joy, this your white gown is very fine. And I'm like, white? It's not red I'm wearing. I've forgotten, I've even forgotten how I look. That's the man that looks at the word of God and does not do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we are doers of the word. And you don't do the word out of, um, now this is taking us back to the topic, the fate of the just. You are not struggling to do the word. The word of God is your habitat. It's where you live, it's where you grow, it's where you thrive. So if peradventure there's any place, any area in your life that you're experiencing, go back to the word of God concerning that. Praise the Lord. I'm gonna round up with this. When I got to school, I don't know, somebody said it's dormitory effect. They call it dormitory effect. They did not teach me that one, Sha. But I noticed, I noticed it. I had a lot of people around me who were always having severe menstrual cramps. After a while, I started having it. My own, eh, from here down, I will not be able to do anything. The waist pain I'll be having. I don't go to class. For the next two days, I'm out. Purging, vomiting, everything. And so I will take Panadol. I don't even take Pervin. Pervin does not work for me. I take Panadol extra. Praise the Lord. Now, I have to put the word of God concerning my healing to work. Praise the Lord. Are we together? It didn't, it didn't come instantly. Before, if I don't take the Panadol extra few days to when I start my period, that whole four days will be terrible. So I started watching myself. I'll take before, I'll be so careful, no, no, no cold drinks. I'll be taking, you see me taking hot tea, even in the hot weather. 
you know, just because I was so conscious. Now, I'm not saying that as a child of God, you are not observant of your surroundings. No. But let the word of God gain the ascendancy. Let the word of God be top priority. Praise the Lord. So it was a gradual thing for me. As I was confessing my healing, I was still taking the Panadol extra. Gradually, as I speak to you, I don't even have cramps. I don't. If I... Let me stop there. But I don't. God healed me. Instantly. Praise the Lord. Now, my faith had to grow. My faith had to grow. I remember the first time I prayed for my roommate. I prayed that she would get healed. I've been having that urge to pray for her for a long time. I didn't have the courage to. I said, what if she does not get healed? They say, I didn't have the courage to. But the just, the faith of the just is not based on your works. It's not based on your records. It's the faith of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So that faith that can move mountains. Jesus says, if you tell this mountain to move from here and move there, it will go. Jesus so that was sleeping in the storm. It's the same faith you have. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. So I want to encourage you. Put your faith to work. If we share the testimony with me, usually when we tax, we tax ourselves in the choir. Those of them in secondary school, we don't tax them so much. But there was one taxing. The minimum was 500 naira. And if we said, ah, she's not working, where will she get 500 naira? I said, use your feet. Do you know somebody can tax you more? And surprisingly, she, she took it. I said, it's true, it's true, it's true. I'll use my feet. i use my feet. It's true. Do you know the next week she came and told me, Auntie Joy, do you know somebody gave me money? Exactly the money I needed. But she did not pay for that thing, Sha. She chopped the money. She did not pay for that thing. But I think God was trying to teach her something. Put your faith to work in little things. It starts with little things. Of course, you cannot walk into a cemetery. Don't be like that man that jumped into a lion's den and said he wanted to be like Daniel. That's just stupidity. Your faith has to grow. It's a process. So you need to be deliberate about the word of God. When the word of God says, rejoice. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice. You respond. You respond. You'll be joyful. You're, you're reading the Bible. Don't be passive. Respond to the word of God. Take something from the word of God. Apply it to your daily life. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that a kind answer turns away wrath. It's in Proverbs. What do you do with that word? So when you read it, you just pass. So I read my Bible today. Don't be like a maker. Maker will tell me, I'm today I read my Bible. You cannot remember anything they read. You take, even if it's just one verse, put the word of God to work. Feed your faith. Feed your faith. Serve your fears. If you know there's something you, you listen to that, that increases the fear, shut it out. Serve your fears. Serve your doubts. Serve your unbelief. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, we have the faith of the just. The faith of the just can move mountains. Praise the Lord. Let me see if I have touched everything. I think I have. So daddy says, your problem is not that you don't have faith. Your problem is that you are accommodating fear. So you shut it out. Simple. And that faith that is like a mustard seed, you water it. Water it. Water it. Water it. Speak the word of God. The other day I put it on my status. Talk your mood into joy. Speak the word. The Bible says in James that the tongue is like fire. That's the negative side of the tongue, of the effect of the tongue. The positive side is that use the tongue and talk your way. Praise the Lord. That's another way to water your seed. Praise the Lord. So today in service, you're going to make a U-turn. Recalibrate. You're in church now. Just in case there was something that was taking your attention, bring your mind back. And adjust yourself. Position yourself to receive everything God has for you. Praise the Lord. This is how Pastor Chris used to do it. Position yourself. Your eyes on the goal. Don't let anybody distract you. Praise the Lord. And your faith is producing results in Jesus' name. Glory. I have five minutes. Any questions? Ask me a question now. Actually, we know humans. Ask me a question now. Praise the Lord. Let me ask one more question. That is carrying his mic. Let me ask one question. What were the three things we established today? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very good. We are spirits. We have the same measure of faith and we have the same quality of faith. Praise the Lord. Hmm. What did you learn in today's class? Praise the Lord. I learned we should take the word and run with the word. Because when we run with the word, we help our faith grow. And you are unstoppable. Praise the Lord. Let's give Jesus a hand. Hallelujah. Works for you. Praise the Lord. Our faith works with decision. That's why decision determines destiny. That the faith of the believer or the destiny of the believer is a function of the faith he expresses. So you can decide how far you can go in God's kingdom. 
it is free. The road is free, praise the Lord. How far you can go is a function of your faith in God. And that begins with your decision. What you decide is what you get. So God is not a partial God. He has given every, everybody the leverage, the, the platform to go as far as you can go. So the inequality, the disparities, is now your own decision how much you hold on to the word of God and work with it. Praise the Lord. And I pray with the teaching this morning, God is lifting you to a higher height. I pray for somebody here. God is taking you to a higher height. In the name of Jesus. This morning's service is going to be very special. That's what God told me. It's going to be very, 